This morning's scripture reading is a medley of verses from the Psalms. From 30:12, that my soul may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to thee forever. 75.1, we give thanks to thee, O God, we give thanks, for thy name is near. Men declare thy wondrous works. 95.1 and 2, O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. 105, 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who see the Lord be glad. 106.1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. And 140.13. Surely the righteous will give thanks to thy name. The upright will dwell in thy presence. For quite a while, and I really intend to go a long time. So you might might want to limber up a little bit. Okay, you can all come back now. Yeah. <laughs> Turn up my mic. Turn up my mic. Give me some volume. Are we still back? <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, there you go. That'll do it. Beautiful, beautiful. In case you hadn't noticed, the theme this morning's Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
And what a wonderful song set. What, what, how awesome, how beautiful. And the scripture out of the Psalms to, pray, to praise the Lord. It's awesome. Um, our family is going to have our Thanksgiving on Wednesday um, because of some scheduling. But the whole nation and the rest of you folks probably are going to, uh, and I really can't tell you how much I appreciate that, <clears throat> celebrate my birthday Thursday. And that's just, <laughs> that's just so awesome. I just, I just, it's just wonderful. Anybody else have a November 22nd birthday that the nation's going to be? Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. Well, thank you anyway, and while you sit down to have your dinner, thank you. Not often do, do people celebrate my birthday like this, but um, what? We're at Thanksgiving, uh, you know, normally the thanks are for country and family and, and um, our home and our children or grandchildren or our parents or our grandparents, um, safety, jobs, uh, all the things that we are thankful for in this great country. And... Um, but this morning, as you can see in your bulletin, if you turn there, uh, this is a sermon title this morning is Paul's Take on Thanksgiving, coming from Colossians. Paul's Take on Thanksgiving, and it's coming from Colossians. Weston has captured it in the artwork this morning, and uh, normally that horn of plenty uh, is um, oftentimes material blessings that we see coming out of it, uh, being thankful for. And this morning you can see uh, the artwork there that um, really what's coming out of the horn of plenty for us as believers is all the graces that God bestows on us through his character, through his love for us, through his compassion, through his mercy. And so this morning that's where we're going to go. We're going to go into the book of Colossians and and look at a few passages there that talk about thankfulness. Now, I, I've mentioned this before, but I know for some that, uh, and as I talk to folks, I say, well, I, you know, I, I read it, the Bible in my devotions or, or I have a guide for devotions, but when I just sit down to read the Bible, like a chapter or a two or a book, uh, I, sometimes I just, I, I, I can't, it's not, doesn't really catch me. It's not really grabs me. I, I, I kind of don't understand it. And I, I just want to share something with you. Uh, and I've, like I said, I've probably done this before. But one of the really neat ways to take a book like Colossians or Philippians or other, other books in the Bible is to take a little topic. And uh, you'll see this morning uh, how what I've done here with this topic of Thanksgiving. If you peruse through the book of Colossians, you'll find that in chapter 1, uh, right off the bat, uh, in verse 3, he mentions the word to be thankful or the giving thanks. In chapter 1, verse 12, that same subject of thanksgiving comes up again. It's not really mentioned much in chapter 2 in Colossians, but in chapter 3 in Colossians, in verses 17 uh, 15, 16, and 17, the theme of thanksgiving comes up again. And in chapter 4, uh, the second verse, thanksgiving comes up again. 
And that's kind of a fun way to look, to, to kind of seek out, um, to investigate uh, through a book. And one of the things you do is you do that. You go looking for that word of being thankful, thanksgiving, some um, derivative of it as you go through it. And then you, and you make a note of them. Okay, where are those, where are those in the chapter? and in the book, and so you write those down, and then the next thing you do is you go through and what's related to that word? What is he, what's he talking about? What's connected with being thankful or thanksgiving or giving thanks as you read through it? So if you go to where it is the first time, you're going to find out it's connected with salvation. You go the next time, it's connected with something else else, and the next time it's connected with something else, and the last time something else. And so, by the time you do that, and you go look at those passages, and you say, what's connected with it? And you make little notes of what's connected with it, and then you go to the next passage, and you say, what's connected with it there? And you make little notes, and you write down your observations about it, and then the next one, and the next one, and the first thing you know, you've got a sermon that goes for an hour and a half. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to require a little response today, okay, from you. So Colossians chapter 1, um, let's see what he says. In verse 3, we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Now, what is he thankful for about them? What, it, what, what is it there that he's thankful for? Praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. So the first thing that he says that he's thankful for is for people's faith in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to ask you something uh, and just uh, throw this out to you. Do you know of somebody that has come to the Lord Jesus this last year? Can you, can you think of somebody that's trusted Christ as their Savior this last year? Now, this sometimes can be kind of embarrassing in a church. Because we go, well, you know, I don't know, you know. Uh, can anybody think of somebody that's come to Christ in the last year? Granddaughter. Granddaughter, Granddaughter came to Christ this last year. Okay, now listen. I'm going to ask him who came to Christ this last year. And his answer is going to be granddaughter. That's good. You're really tracking here this morning. So that, that's going to be granddaughter. And then we're going to say, right! Because that's awesome, right? Huh? Is that good? Right! Like that. Okay, let's practice right. Right! That's really good. Okay. Now, you see, most of us, or many of us, like sports, football, whatever, most of us kind of quit watching that lately, but um, say we're watching it and it's our favorite team and it's down to the last minute and last seconds and our team's behind and all we can do is throw the Hail Mary pass and if we catch it, we win the game. If we don't catch it, we lose the game. And so we're sitting by the TV and the quarterback throws the ball in the air and there it goes and it falls and the guy catches it and we go, we jump up and we go, right, yes, whoa, yes, our team won. And then somebody phones us on the phone and says, you know, Bill came to Christ. And we say, oh, that's good. Oh, that's nice. Right. Yeah, 
Yes, they had a boy. Yeah, so that's, that, that's the point. Yes, let's start expressing a little bit our faith. Okay? Let's start expressing it a little bit. Not only with each other, if we can't do it here, you aren't going to do it on the street, I'll tell you that. But let's start expressing our faith and let's start expressing our thankfulness. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. That's what this thing is about this morning, is expressing our thankfulness. Um, Being thankful, but also expressing it. So, what's the next next place where thanks is giving? Look at uh, chapter 1. Verse 12. Actually, we have to start with 11 for it to make any kind of sense at all. should start sooner, but here we go. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father for what? Now, there's four things here that when you look through here, you make... I hope I didn't scare the baby. That would be something if I did, though. I'm sorry, I woke her up. Um, giving thanks to the Father who has... Okay, there's going to be four things. Number one, qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 6 is a great passage on our inheritance. You might just jot it down. I'm not going to go there this morning. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. But we get to share, actually, that it's like our portion of the lot. That's what that inheritance is literally translated. means our portion of the lot. Uh, somebody's gone, and they have given us our portion of what they had. Inheritance. It's always fun to hear inheritance stories. My kids are going to inherit a debt. That's going to be fun too. <laughs> but that's okay. They can handle it. Some, <laughs> Just kidding. You with me over here? You not falling asleep on Mary Miracle? No, that everybody. Okay. Inheritance. Share in the inheritance. Think of it this way. I am going to share in the inheritance of Abe. I'm going to share in the inheritance of Joe. I'm going to share in the inheritance of Dan. I'm going to share in the inheritance of John B. I'm going to share in the inheritance of Ruth. I'm going to share in the inheritance of Esther. I'm going to share in the inheritance of Peter and Paul. Abe, Joe, and Dan. You'll figure out who they were. Okay, here's the deal. Saints gone on are in the presence of God forever and enjoying a relationship with Him in some place that He's gone to prepare for us. And we are going to share in that inheritance. That, that's, gonna, that, that's out of this world. That's beyond the pain and sorrow of this world, that inheritance. And it's ours. It's for those who put their trust in Christ. That, 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 okay. Let's do it this way. He has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Right! Or great, or amen, whatever you're going to do. 
Is that not true? Is that not exciting? That we have eternity to look forward to with the Lord. And for those that are suffering in the pain and agony of hardships of this world, that's one of the greatest things that they can look forward to. This world can be really mean and really nasty. It can be wonderful, and we enjoy a lot of that wonder where we live and the nation in which we live and the community in which we have and our affluence. But this world can be really nasty. What's the second thing he does for us? Let's go to verse 12. He qualified us to share in the inheritance of the light, for he, what? He rescued us from the domain of darkness. Now, folks, you can see that right here, right now. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. There is darkness creeping all over this world. There is darkness creeping into our, no, it's not creeping, flooding into our nation. There's darkness flooding into homes. There's a domain of darkness. Satan has a stranglehold on many people and many institutions. And it's, when we look at that, we go, oh, that's awful. Yeah, but Christ has rescued us from the domain of darkness. This last week, I want to read you some stuff here. This last week, I saw this on the news, and I, I just had to bring it up today. The domain of darkness. It's growing. Um, have you kept up with it? Isabella Chow from Berkeley. Been reading on her? Yeah. Uh, she got, and she, she's kind of brought in a firestorm because she didn't want to vote for the rest of the Senate. They have a Senate. She's one of the Senate representatives at, at Cal Berkeley. And they were voting on a, uh, the proposed Title IX changes um, that uh, the administration that right now wants to define sex as what you're born with biologically. And uh, they were voting to kind of uh, condemn that. And uh, she, didn't, she didn't want to vote that way. And so she didn't. And um, it says, Chow, who says she campaigned very clearly as a candidate who would represent the Christian community, chose not to vote for the bill, stating that she would not do so without, comp without compromising values and responsibility to the community that elected her to represent him. I didn't expect the backlash and misunderstanding to be so swift, Chow said, adding that she believes said misunderstanding is one that comes from a difficulty to reconcile how traditional Christian worldview can espouse love and validity for all individuals and yet disagree with certain identities or choices. At the end of the day, it's a belief in objective truth, Chow explained. Despite the fact that students are now rallying and displaying banners that read Senator Chow resign now, she says she views the events of the past week positively because they have sparked a dialogue within the Christian community at Berkeley surrounding LGBT issues. Here's some of the things that were said about her. At last Wednesday's meeting, hundreds gathered in the Associated Students of the University of California Chambers, the majority one by one, telling Chow to resign with a large banner reading, Senator Chow, resign now. Um, here's a fellow. Tonight is not about dismissing Christianity as toxic, but about validating the experience of those at the hands of bigots 
who have cowardly hid behind religion to justify their actions. Um, here's another gal. She says, she hopes Chow asked for forgiveness before warning she won't be effed around with and is down to fight. Uh, here's what Isabel says. It was absolutely difficult to hear F you, Isabella, and see you in hell, and difficult words that I don't want to relive. But beneath all that anger and hurt are, wonder, are wounded hearts and broken narratives that we as a church need to address with the utmost love and utmost truth spoken in love. What a gal. What a gal. This, this is not something you, you, you throw rocks over. It's, it's something that you keep discussing and keep loving. And her, her words and her actions, uh, she, she, she's not resigning. She's going to hang in there with this thing. And she needs our prayers. But, but her attitude is one that we need to catch as well. These are not enemies. These are people under the domain of darkness. They haven't been transferred into the kingdom of our beloved son yet. And so their eyes are darkened to truth. It's even darkened to objectivity. That's where they are. And she wants to reach them, and she wants to dialogue with them, and she wants them to know they're her Savior. Wow. I mean, that, that's powerful stuff. Here we go. He has transferred us from the domain of darkness. Yes! Absolutely. Yes! If he hadn't have done that, your mind would be as closed to spiritual things as anybody else's. You'd be just as blind and lost in your sin as anybody else. But Christ has come in and it says the, the, the light has dawned on us. Yeah, praise God for that. What's the next thing he says? He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. That's, that's right now. You hear much talk about the kingdom today. Some of it's a little misguided, I believe. But here's the kingdom that we're talking about. It's, it's a kingdom that's not seen. You get transferred into it. If you're a believer, you've been transferred into it. You can stand alongside a person that's not a Christian, and I can look at you both, and I wouldn't know that one of you is a kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven, a citizen of heaven. I can see you're both citizens of the United States, but I couldn't see that one of you is in the kingdom of heaven. Because it's, it's, it's an invisible kingdom. And it only comes to light as we live it out. But the fact that we're in the kingdom of his dear son is so precious. You know, this gal, Chow, has gone through some painful experiences down there. It's painful. It's hurtful when people misunderstand you. There's a lot of painful things in this world. This is a fallen world. This world is under the curse. You know, I, I tell you, I tell you some people that I'm thankful for. 
maybe as you're just thinking about things this morning and what to be thankful for and some people to be thankful for, I'm thankful for Jim and Bonnie Ruggiero. I really am. I'm thankful for them. In a day when a soft Christianity is taught, in a day when Christianity is supposed to relieve your pain and relieve your suffering and relieve your financial trouble, in a day when that has been preached, we have a couple living in our midst where the pain won't go away. It's there. It's there every day. But you know what? As much as they might wonder and as much as they might question and as much as they search for answers to her pain, they're not bitter. They're not giving up on Jesus. They're hanging in there with Jesus. That, that's a show of faith and strength that many don't have. Oh, yeah, I, I read the Bible. Yeah, I was a Christian when I was young, but it didn't work out for me. You know, I, I tried that. My folks are Christians. They took me to church every day, and I got kind of tired of that. And I tried Christianity, but it, it just didn't answer my problems. It just, it just isn't, it wasn't, it wasn't there for me. It just didn't connect. I, 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 I'm doing something else. I have some family members like that. Hmm. That's a heartache. But right in the midst of that, we have folks that have gone through hell on earth in pain and suffering, and they're faithful to Christ. What a heritage. What, what a heritage. Of the the Ruggiero family, as they look back on this, in, in even generations to come, what mom went through, what dad went through with mom, and they remain faithful to Jesus. Wow. Now, we, we don't pray and ask for these miserable things that happen to us. We don't, we don't pray for a catastrophe like the Paradise Fire. Not only people losing their own home, they're losing their parents and loved ones. And the, and the toll just keeps going up. Well, 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 didn't they have enough faith? Did, were, were, were they sinners and God's doing something? No, you just live in a crummy world that catches on fire and floods and earthquakes and wars and pestilence and sickness and cancer and all the rest. That's what, that's what we live in. but God qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. Right. Amen. He rescued us from the domain of darkness. Right. He transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Right. right. Yeah. Awesome. What do we have to be thankful for? Oh, my goodness. What does he do next here in this verse? He rescued us from the domain of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. It cost him. Redemption is to buy out. What's the price? Christ going to the cross? Christ becoming sin for us? 
Absolutely. Our redemption is costly. Now, if I had to buy Doug here and buy his tractor with him, I'd pay more for his tractor than I would Doug. Right! Right! Yes, yes. But Jesus didn't. Jesus paid it all. Jesus went to the cross for him. Now, it took him a long time to figure that out, but he figured it out. Yeah. And it, and it, <laughs> and it takes people, a lot of us, a long time. Maybe you've got some loved ones. It's taken a long time for them to figure out that Christ died for them and loves them. But someday, you're going to get that phone call. And they're going to say, guess what? I put my trust in Jesus Christ. Right! Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Redemption cost. This Thanksgiving that we have and we're celebrating is a costly one. Because it cost Jesus' death on the cross. That's redemption. We've been bought back from the slave market of sin. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you, Jesus! Whoa! Let's hear it from Africa! (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we're singing those songs this morning, and I mean, you know, we, we sing hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, I, 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 I got to tell you, I wanted to dance across here, and I'm just afraid I might fall down and hurt myself, and then <laughs> something, something would happen. But, you know, we got to rejoice in Jesus. Okay, we, we do. We have to rejoice in him. Okay, keep going. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. <laughs> I tell you what, some of you have needed it more than others. Forgiveness of sins. Absolutely. We're all sinners, and we all need that. We are not going to stand in the presence of God for all eternity without forgiveness of sins. It's just not going to happen. You can be the best person. You can be the richest. You can be the kindest. You can be the most compassionate. You can, you can serve on in the orphanages and everything else, but if you haven't placed your trust and faith in Christ Jesus, you're not ever going to stand before him for eternity. It isn't going to happen. You're under his judgment. And you'll remain under his judgment till you submit your life to Jesus Christ. The forgiveness of sins. Well, okay, let's go on here. Um, Let's go to chapter 3 with me. I better find my notes. Oh yeah, I love this right here. Go to chapter 3, verse 15. He's given us a whole list here in Colossians and how we ought to behave as Christians, how we ought to act after what Christ has done for us. And look at 14. Beyond all these, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 
Well, actually, I should have started at 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Okay, so there's forgiveness. Okay, now, next is, beyond all these things, put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity. Then the next thing he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. See, so what are the things associated? I come here and I say, what are the things associated with being thankful here in this, in this little section? He's telling us, and he uses different words like put on or let this happen to you. Let's put it down in real practical terms. Paul was telling us, practice forgiveness. Practice it. It's not natural. God has forgiven you, so you need to forgive the other person. There's a great progression here in, the, in these words, and we're not going to spend time. It'd be a whole sermon itself. But practice forgiveness. The person has injured you. The person has... This child, these people are calling you dirty names. They are calling you a bigot. They are ruining, trying to ruin your life. Practice forgiveness. Just practice forgiveness. They're blind. They don't know what they're doing. Practice forgiveness. That's what she's doing. The next thing is practice love. Practice love. Love's not natural either. This is not an emotion. This is an action. Practice loving people. Practice loving the unlovely. Practice loving the person that doesn't love you back. Practice putting yourself in their shoes and seeing how you can minister to them. Don't just label them and write them off your list. Love them. That's what changes the world. Our forgiveness and our love. I'm getting so convicted I can't hardly finish this sermon. I thought it was about you. Practice peace. Practice peace. Let peace rule in your heart, he said. So it's, you've got to practice it. I like to practice conflict. In my mind, of course. If only I could do this to straighten out that stupid person and get this straight and I could, I could, yeah, yeah. Practice peace. Look at this progression. Practice forgiveness. Practice love, reaching out. Practice peace. And then he said, in the last verse, you are called in one body and be thankful. Practice thankfulness. Practice thankfulness. Now, I don't know about you, but I, got, I, I, got, I need to do that a little bit. A lot, a lot. <clears throat> I need to practice being thankful. How, how do you practice being thankful? 
Well, right there, it's in prayer, so you can practice it in prayer, and that's a good place to practice it. Instead of opening up and finishing and all the middle parts of your prayer being, God, I need this or that, and wish you'd do this and this and that, that thing, thankfulness, thankfulness, thanking him. You can start thanking him for all these things we've been just reading about, being thankful, practicing thankfulness. And then over in, um, in uh, chapter 4, verse 2, it says the same thing. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm going I'm to end with this little couple ideas here. So how am I going to express my thankfulness? Well, here's thanksgiving. It, 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 they're having that too on my birthday. They're, but anyway, we're having Thanksgiving, and the, and this week you're going to go be going places and doing things, and maybe you're going to see the hairdresser, maybe you're going to see the barber, maybe you're going to see the clerk at the grocery store, maybe you're going to see I don't know who you're going to see, but how 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 in the world could we express our thankfulness to God? How could we do it? Well, I don't know, but I, I thought about this. What are you the most thankful for, clerk? What, what, what are you thankful for? This is Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Oh, well, I'm thankful for my husband, or I'm thankful for my family, or I'm thankful for my home. And what? That's great. That's awesome. Oh, did you say, what am I thankful for? Well, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. That's when I ask, this is like when I'm on the beach and I'm walking with a couple guys and their, their uh, vocabulary is pretty strong. And I, me- I remember this just like it was yesterday. And I, I said, well, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a retired officer in the Army. And what do you do? Well, I'm retired. Oh, that's great. Oh, what do I do? I'm a pastor. <laughs> oh, my gosh, the conversation. The guy can't hardly talk anymore. <laughs> Took half of his vocabulary away when I told him I was a pastor. But, but you see, I think asking questions sometimes can get a reciprocal question. I think you can even go so far as to say, hey, I... My wife and I and my family are all gathering for Thanksgiving. We're going to be praying and thanking the Lord for things. Anything we can pray for you for? Yeah, that would be a way of opening a conversation about the Lord and prayer and thankfulness. But I, th- I think the question, um, yeah, what are you thankful for? Huh? Um, boy, I, you know what? I've got to tell you this. I know you might understand this, but I'm so thankful my sins are forgiven. How's that? How's that drop on you? Huh? Well, I think on some people that's going to drop right in a very tender spot. In a very tender spot. Because if they if there's has if there's has been, they will say me too. If there's haven't been, it may just fall on something very very important in their lives.
Why am I so thankful? I'm thankful that I don't have to face God's judgment. Really? You think you're going to have to, you were going to have to face God's judgment? Yeah, I was going to have to. Yeah. What'd you do? How long you got? I was born. I'm a sinner. You think about it. Maybe, maybe we can praise our God this Thanksgiving in some real, concrete, and unique ways. And I want to tell you this morning how, much, how thankful I am that you're so responsive. I, I had this in my mind this morning and early, and I was going over this this morning in the wee hours of the morning and said, well, I think I'll ask him to answer yes or right or whatever. And I thought, what if one person does that and the rest of them just sit there? Well, then I had some really good things I was going to tell you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it didn't happen, so I can save them. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that we have been rescued from the domain of darkness. We have been transferred into the kingdom of your beloved Son. We have been qualified to share the inheritance of the saints of light. We have been redeemed, and our sins have been forgiven. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for this group of people that by and large, and I trust that everybody in here has experienced those things in their own life. And if there haven't, if there's someone that hasn't, Lord, I pray this morning that they will they will get right with you. They will seek me or somebody else out and say, wait a minute, that's not my experience. I, I don't know that God that you're talking about. Lord, may they come to know that God, to you, to know you our Lord and Savior. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen.